Hey Heat Check listeners, before heading to the episode, just wanted to give you a heads up on one thing. The Victor Oladipo news broke as we were recording the podcast about 40 uh, minutes in, so if you're wondering why we don't discuss Victor's impending season-ending surgery at the top of the episode, that is why. But enjoy our candid and very organic reactions to the news. Hello, everybody. That's my David Wilson impression. I am Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press, filling in for David this week on the Miami Herald's Heat Check podcast, where the real star of the show is, of course, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat beat writer. That is Anthony Chang. Anthony, how's it going? I'm doing well, Tim. You know, stars can't host, so you know, I I, I gotta let you, da- I gotta let David do it, or. You know, you're you're uh, nice enough to fill in as the host as well. So stars, you know, stars, prima donnas, we, we can't do all the dirty work. No, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with anything. You just don't want to say hello. <laughs> that's David that's the real story. Before. Yes, that's the real. I, I can't pull it off like you. I just can't. There it's are, not in me. I practice in front of the mayor and it just doesn't work out. It's it, it's an acquired thing. But also, I just feel like if you, it's. Maybe because David's not a Florida native, I'm not a Florida. I, I just think I just don't know if you have the chops for it. I don't know. The rest of it you can handle. Maybe we'll let you. I think we'll let you handle the ending, but the the hello portion of the program, I think that has to be me. So, yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you know what? Maybe in the season wrap up one, which is not going to be for a while, because as we record this. Uh, the Miami Heat are now officially in the 2021 NBA playoffs, and we are all spared uh, the play-in games, which I think will be great to watch. I don't think they'd be great to play in, no pun intended. I don't think – I think everyone's going to love the play-in games except the four teams that are in them, and then the two teams that get eliminated in the play-in games are really not going to like them. That is where the Boston Celtics are more than likely going to end up because the Heat went into TD Garden and got not just one, but two road wins, granted against a slightly shorthanded Celtic team. Anthony, what did we learn about this team, where they're at, what time of year it is, the fact they can go on the road with the stakes being that high for both teams and beat anybody twice what does that say about where this team might be right now? Well, to start off, I think Boston seems like a mess right now. <laughs> They've been a mess for most of the season, but they for, don't they don't seem it. They are. Yeah, they yeah. Are. I mean, for them to lose the, both of those games at home with those stakes, I mean that that has to be very disappointing for for that team and and their fans. Um, but for the Heat, yeah, I mean they're you know, they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. I think that's pretty clear. And, you know, I don't know whether you call it peaking at the right time. I don't even know if that that exists, but it, it just seems like they're clicking on all cylinders. They're they're getting healthier. Um, you know, guys that have been up and down throughout the entire season, whether it's Goron, Tyler, Duncan, like they're playing, they're picking up their play, like at this moment with a week before the playoffs. Uh a week to go before the playoffs. So it just seems like everything's coming together um, at the right time. And then offensively, like this offense has been 
not good for most of the season. Actually, one of the, the worst in the league. And we've we've all we've discussed it now for months about why that's the case because they were so good on the end of the court last season. Um, for the past month or so, they've looked like the offense from last year. It's crazy, like how much better it's improved, and it might just be just making shots that weren't weren't going down in the first few months. But they're a top seven, top eight offense in the past month and a half. So all that's good. There has been some slippage on defensive end. We can get to that later. But for the most part, 10 and three in the past 13 games, um, guys help, you know, getting healthier, um, go around and Tyler picking up their play. Like you really, they're, they're where they want to be, I think, at this point of the season. So I'm glad you brought up Goran and Tyler because the return of Tyler Hero in so many ways, both physically, spiritually, whatever. I mean, that's that's bubble Tyler that we have seen the last three games, I think, or so. Um, and I know people love it that, you know, he's back and contributing and making shots and he looks like he's got bounce again. Whatever the foot issue was, it doesn't seem to be bothering him right now, knock on wood or whatever's handy. But to me, I, I think the most encouraging sign for the Heat long-term and by long-term, I mean throughout the rest of the season, was the fourth quarter of Tuesday night, Goran making those three deep dagger threes. And the reason I say that isn't because Goran Dragic made threes. We know he can. Like, Goran's a great player. Goran's number is going to hang from the rafters one day. Goran's a great player. That making those threes and shooting the way he did, they were high arcing. Like, these weren't line drive Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll go in threes. These were like scraping the Bruins banners high threes. And to me, that said that Goran Dragic might really have his legs underneath him. What did you take from Goran, the way he played these those two games up there? Yeah, and it's not just those two games. I mean, he's played really, he played really well in Boston. And then even the few games before that, he was playing um, better. I mean, this is his best sustained stretch of the season. And I feel bad for asking Goran two weeks ago, like, why haven't you been able to replicate your play from last season in the bubble? And, you know, he, he kind of he gave a gracious answer. But it, it, you could tell that he's pacing himself. He's been pacing himself this season. And I know that's kind of an ugly word maybe for the Heat because they are always about winning each game and, you know, they're not looking ahead. But for Goran and the situation he's in, you know, at this point in his career, the knee, the foot from last season – it, it, it was all about making sure he's healthy and playing as well as can be at this point of the year. And, and you're seeing him starting to round into shape. And, and that, like you said, Tyler, Goran are so important. Yeah, they're not Bam and Jimmy. Bam and Jimmy lead the way. But for this team to reach its ceiling, Tyler and Goran have to be good. They have to be available, A. And B, they have to be um, – they have to give consistent contributions and score probably double digits most games. And they've been doing that the past, you know, Tyler, the past three games because he was hurt, but Goran for the past couple of weeks. So it's a good sign. I mean, last year, Goran and Tyler were two of the most important pieces to the puzzle in the playoffs uh, behind Bam and Jimmy, and they're going to be that again. So the Heat needs them to continue at, at this pace. I should have looked it up and I don't have the stat in front of me, but like, the last 10 quarters, going back to the second half of the Minnesota game, you know, Bam is shooting like 
yeah, like three hundred percent from the field and like ninety nine percent from the line or something crazy. Like I mean, he's Bam hasn't missed a shot basically in three games or in two and a half games. And I mean, it's one Bam's a really good player. There's that, and guys get on streaks, but and, and Boston doesn't guard literally anybody. So all those caveats entering the equation. The fact is that when Duncan's making shots, when Tyler's in the game and making shots, when Goron is making shots, it just extends the defense so much. It allows Jimmy to get to his favorite spots. Right. It allows Bam. I mean, you can't really double. Who do you folk? Who do you take away on yeah. the Heat? I mean, this is what they've wanted. This is what, and this is why they. This is why they got to the NBA Finals last year. It wasn't just one guy. Yes, Jimmy had some memorable individual. I'm too exhausted to stand up straight. I'm going to slump over the railing in the bubble performances. And so did yeah. Bam, by the way. So did Bam, especially, so did especially Bam. against Boston. Yeah. But this team, how many teams in the NBA right now are firing on all cylinders? Not very many. No. That team in LA isn't. The other team in LA isn't. Um, Phoenix has lost a couple straight, right? Phoenix, Phoenix, it's like people have kind of maybe figured them out. And I've always said, like, you got to, you have to learn how to win. You know, Golden State. Golden State, Golden State, Golden State's the one team, maybe. Golden State just beat beat the one and the two. Yeah. Which, on the one hand, tells, reminds you, hey, they've got Draymond Green, they've got Steve Kerr, and oh, yeah, they've got that Steph Curry guy. Um, it might kind of work against them because they're going to see if they get out of the play and they're going to see one of those two teams. And now those two teams know that the Golden State Warriors are real and the Golden State Warriors can beat them. So I kind of wonder if winning those games in a weird way is going to hurt the Warriors in the long run. But I, I, I don't see a lot of teams out there firing on most of their cylinders. The Miami Heat are. So having said that, I shouldn't share a whole lot of, off pod private talks that we have, but I'll, I'll own it. I thought a week ago that this team was destined for the play in. And then when you're in the play in, you can't say they're absolutely a playoff team because the play in games are going to be like the NCAA tournament. Like you're going to see upsets or you certainly could. You put any NBA team on the floor with another team and say one game to decide your season. It's a, it's a coin toss. So there was a chance in my mind a few days ago, even that this team might not make the NBA playoffs. There really was. It was a real possibility. Obviously, now that's moot. Where where were you? I guess yeah. in that in that when you looked at that abyss. I mean, if, if you're in the play-in, you, there's a chance you're not going to make the playoffs. That's it's just a given. People yeah. don't like that logic, but it's the way it is. Were you as convinced as I was a week ago that this team was no almost certainly going to the play-in? No, I mean they had lost to Dallas and. Look, that loss to Dallas wasn't a terrible loss. They didn't have Jimmy. Dallas is a good team. Dallas was playing for something. You know, it's not like the worst loss of the season, but they needed to win that. I mean, we thought, we both thought, we entered that game. I remember you and I talking. They need to win this game to have a chance to avoid the play. They lost it. We said, okay, they're probably going to be in the play. It's going to be hard to avoid. They would need to win both in Boston. I, You know, I, I thought they would win one in Boston. I, I didn't think they were going to get swept, but it was hard for me to believe that they were going to be able to beat Boston twice in TD Garden. They hadn't won two straight games against the same opponent in the same venue all season in the first nine tries. Like Usually they split it. So with the still stakes on the road, 
you know, it, it was just impressive what they were able to accomplish. They needed to win both, really, to probably avoid the plane, and they did it. So credit to them. And, and now to have that week off or five days off, at least five days, it could be six, I guess, if they open on Sunday, that's huge. Not only for Goron, for Jimmy, for Bam, you know, he's, you know, he's had the knee tendonitis. He's, he's battling who knows how many different nagging injuries. Um, Andre. Andre, Tyler with the foot. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether Victor is going to return. I mean, we, we don't know much about that, but it gives another week for the Heat to figure that situation out. And Give Spo a week to prepare for a series. It's yeah. not a not the it's not a bad thing for the Heat. So that you stole my line. Like yeah. that was to me, you know, health and rest, they're wonderful things. Um you give Eric Spolstra time to think, time to come up with stuff. That to me is the biggest win yeah. of, of escaping the plan. Is that you give to me an absolute lock hall of fame coach who has never won coach of the year. I know he won the, he shared the coaches version of it one year, but he's never won the, the one that we vote on for coach of the year. Um, which is crazy. How has he never won it? It's just bizarre. How it, feels, he's never it feels like he's always close, but he never gets it. It's, it's strange. Let me go up. We, we talked a little bit before, before we started about what we want to talk about. And as always with, especially when I'm, when, when I'm graciously on your pod, we go off the rails real fast. Um, you and I are both NBA award voters. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I try, by the way, before you start this, anything, I, I know where you're going with it. I tried to vote today. And so I, I was, I want to, I'm not going to, I don't want, cause I imagine at some point we'll put out our stuff. I have yeah. not put out. Mine. Yeah. No. I'm not done. I me either. No, me either. It's yes. Yeah. Where am this, I? Yeah, like it's brutal. It's brutal to me. Yeah. This year, like it's absolutely brutal. I will say this. Um. After what I saw last Friday night, and it's not just off one game. I, I've got Anthony Edwards as rookie of the year. I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, it's similar mellow, right? Like, it has to be. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards has really picked up his play. I, it's tough. Like, I started this morning. I had the day off today. I said, I'm going to spend two hours doing this. I is got through the MVP. Do. What we do in our days off is we do other work. <laughs> I got through the uh, most improved player. And then I think I got to, I don't know what the third one was, but I was, I can't finish this. I, I need well, most, more time. Most improved, most improved was easy. Yes. Most improved, I mean, it's, it's going to be Randall. Julius Randall. Right. And I, and honestly, I think the MVP is, needs to be, needs to be Jokic. Like, uh, I don't know where you stand on this. We haven't spoken about I'm this, not, but. I'm not there. Yet. I, I'm probably going that way. Like I haven't officially in my mind decided i i just think especially in this year the fact that he's going to play yeah, in i don't know if denver will rest him and i don't know where they'll be this weekend i don't know if it's going to be do you give him a game off do you not um the fact that that team didn't crumble when they lost jamal murray the fact they didn't crumble when they didn't start that well period out of the gate like they were sort of sputtering you know the first 30 games or so if i remember right um He's just been – he's been the only guy in the league who has been in every game and great in pretty much all. 
Yeah, and it's not just offensively. Like it's hard oh, to God. measure. It's hard to measure defense. Like I think we both agree. Like to measure defense is like really difficult by numbers. And you know, I know to, on the eye test, like he's not a great defender. He's limited, you know, athletically. But he's been pretty good defensively when he's been on the court. So he hasn't been that bad, you know. So I, I you know, I, I don't think it's enough credit for that side. He's a big, he's a big slow dude, and people still can't score on him, which means yeah. he's doing something right. Right. Like it, it's it's. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably going that way. I think and when Joel Embiid has been right this yes. year, I think he has been the most dominant force. Guys, get you know, like LeBron was great. You know, the first couple of months of the season. Um, you know, I know locally people think Jimmy has been, um, you know, great I, here to the end. I think Jimmy deserves a vote. I'm going to give Jimmy a probably a fifth place vote. Um, at least that's what I have him with right now, just because he's been a, such a difference maker for this team. But go ahead, sorry. I, I don't know if I will. I don't know if I will. I might. I don't think. I don't know. I'm. I have that one mapped out, so I don't really know. Well, I mean, things can change. Things yeah. can change. He's I, one of those fringe I'm, guys. He's one of yeah, those fringe guys for sure. Like one of the it's, borderline. I mean, it's so hard to pick five. And then all NBA with the positions, that's just, it's silly. Um, Defensive player of the year is the one I wanted to get to. I'm in a, we're in a really tough spot. Yes, we are. Really (laughs) tough spot. (laughs) And not for any reason other than not the contractual stuff, because I've never, I, I swear to you, it doesn't enter my mind. No, and it's not because Bam went on TNT last night and said, "I guard every position. I'm going to walk it off. I'm I'm the best. I'm the best defensive player." Why does what are what are we seeing that the country is not like? Seriously, why isn't Bam a bigger deal? Bam is funny. Bam's got that megawatt smile. Bam loves his mom. He went to Kentucky. They've got a following. He's got a cool name. His name is Bam, for crying out loud. Bam. Like, how do you not love that name? For some reason, to me, and tell me if I'm being just, if I'm just being a homer, tell me, because I'm really trying hard not to be. And I don't know, Bam won't win Defensive Player of the Year. I may vote for him as if. He's not going to win it. Are we overvaluing him, or is the rest of the country just not paying enough attention? to what this guy can do because we still are in this, in these times when, you know, the defensive player of the year is the block shot leader. That's not the case. Yeah. Like, that's not it. Um, or, you know, Jimmy's going to win the steals title. Is Jimmy defense? Nobody's talking about Jimmy as defensive player of the year. I, I would argue Jimmy's not the best defensive player on this team, not as a knock to Jimmy. I just think Bam has been that good. Are we overvaluing him in this market or are we just ahead of the curve and the country hasn't figured it out yet? I, I think we're a little ahead of the curve. I mean, Bam just got on everybody's radar last season, like really in the bubble. That, that's when he got, I mean, I guess you can make an argument when he made the all-star game and, and won the skills challenge, but it's been pretty much like a year that he's been on everybody's radar. Before that, he was, you know, end of the lottery, first round pick, averaging eight points, coming off the bench, energy guy. And then all of a sudden, he's one of the best young stars in the NBA. So I think he, I mean, again, he's, and he's only 23. I think we all, we all forget that just because of how mature he is and 
how far he's come in the first three or four years of his career. Um, I, I think we're ahead of the curve. I think Bam definitely deserves consideration for defensive player of the year. I mean, he does it all on the end of the court. Like he, whatever scheme you need him to play in, whoever you need him to guard, he will do it and he will do it very, very well. Um, it's just tough because, you know, I, I know some will say Rudy Gobert doesn't deserve it because you put it Rudy Gobert in space and he can't guard pretty much anybody. <laughs> um, and he can get schemed out very easily in the playoffs, which teams usually do in the playoffs. And should that win defensive play of the year? I don't, you know, it's tough because Utah has one of the best defenses in the NBA and he anchors it. He's, he's basically their defense. Like he's their, he's the center of their defense. He, he's what makes it go. Um, and this is a regular season award. So that's what makes it very complicated. Um, and, and that's why I see why people say Rudy's going to win it. He probably will win it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's a better defender than Bam because I will say that I think Bam is a better defender than Rudy uh, overall. I think he is too. And and it's just, I mean, I know we're sitting here, we're whining about the vote and all that. There's some really good players that are not that are going to get left off the all NBA team. You know, Bam's probably one of them. Um, like Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, um, Chris Paul, maybe they're going to get left off some all NBA ballots. And rightly, I mean, we have to do it by position at all NBA, all NBA is two guards, two forwards and a center. So thankfully they've got Jokic and MB both as forward centers, which I'm fine with, by the way, I have no yeah. problem with Some people are upset. Like, I don't think Jokic really, Jokic he plays above, he plays you know, on the perimeter. So Almost wide. a guard sometimes. Yeah. 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 Like he's a defensive center and an offensive, like really slow three or something. I have no problem with him being an, an all NBA. Joel Embiid is going to be the all NBA center. And Nikola Jokic will be the all NBA forward. Like Jokic is going to be the MVP, but he's not going to be the all NBA center. And people are going to be like, they're both centers, but Embiid somehow wins all NBA at center. Jokic is an all NBA forward. How is Embiid not the MVP? It's going to be a circus. And we're, I'm just not going to read my mentions on the days that the votes get announced because people are going to be like, you're an idiot. And that's fine. That's pretty much all I get now anyway. (laughs) So it's, but it's going to be a very difficult decision to figure out what we do with defensive player of the year. I am in short with coach of the year, to be honest, because like, I don't think Rudy is going to be my defensive player of the year. The Jazz aren't going to have the MVP, but they're going to have the best record. So then we have to give them something. Does Quinn is if they don't have the MVP, if they don't have the defensive player of the year, isn't then Quinn Snyder? Doesn't he have to be coach of the year at that point? Yeah, I mean, he def- yeah, I mean, <laughs> they probably deserve something, right? I mean, but Monty Williams, man, how does he? It's is brutal. Like I, I'm not. I again, I did like the first three categories, and I said, uh, I'm gonna do this like three categories at a time because this is very, very challenging. Like Listen, it, I, I'm, I am very close. Uh, people, I, I'm. People in our field are gonna be like, "Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that?" Scott Brooks. Like there were people talking about Scott Brooks getting fired in January. True. Good point. Like, the wizard season stopped for two weeks because of COVID. They were terrible. You know, they were going to trade everybody. Brad Beal was coming here. Russ was done. Um, you know, they, they had a revolving door with injury. Like, it was just bad. 
It was another bad year for the Wizards. And now they're going to be in the play-in. Like, they saved it. Maybe the best team in the play-in. Scott Brooks has done an incredible <laughs> job. Yeah, and also Tibbs. Like, there are Wizards. Tibbs, too. I mean, Tibbs has gone in and said, play defense. But it was a team that really never had defense. So Tibbs has done a remarkable job. Steve Kerr's done a great job. Because, um, you know, I mean, the Warriors at times have been as good as anybody. You know, Michael Malone has has done a good job. Um, I mean, the the think I mean Nick Nurse won't get a single vote. He won it going away last year. I think he got like ninety percent of the votes. You know, the fact that Toronto was semi good there for a while. I mean, what they went through this year they didn't play, they haven't played a home game in a year and a half. I mean. I, to me, coach of the year is just, I mean, it's, I think you can pick one, but there are no bad coaches in this league. And that includes the guys who got like Lloyd Pierce is not a bad coach. You know, he was just dealt a bad hand. You know, people talk about Terry Stotts's future. Terry Stotts is a great coach. Terry Stotts is a great coach. And if the Blazers don't win around, at least in these playoffs, they might let him go. People are talking about Brad Stevens getting let go in Boston. Brad Stevens is brilliant. Brilliant. They're not not playing defense right now because of Brad Stevens. They're not playing defense right now because they're missing guys, and the guys who are there quite apparently have checked out. Also, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I can't believe Daniel Tice was such an important part of what the Celtics were last year, but he clearly was. Anyway, the award season is brutal, and I just want yeah. to know if you struggled, if you were struggling with it as much as I was. I struggled with it today. It was even. I knew it was going to be tough. It was even tougher than I thought, and I'm still not done, and I probably won't finish until the weekend because I really need a few days to think about all these categories. It's just, and I haven't even gotten, like I said, all NBA, all defense, all rookie. Like those teams are so challenging to put together because there are so many guys that deserve to be on there. And, you know, it's, you're having to make some really tough decisions. And unfortunately, some of them impact guys' financial future. And, We'll be seen by everybody and we'll be critiqued by everybody on Twitter. So oh, that's yeah. always fun. Like, you know, it's, I really thought about giving my vote up this year. I thought very hard about it, but I, I think it's, I mean, it's, first of all, it is a privilege. No, it's, it's a privilege yeah. to, you know, be one of the hundred to do this. And, and also I just, I almost think it's a responsibility. Like if they, if the league asks you, you have to do it. That's, I mean, I, I'm very uncomfortable in being in making news, but I, I think it's, I've always said it's pretty rare that things can come down to one vote, but this year, some things might come down to one vote. Yeah. So, so there's, there, it's, it, it'll be a very interesting next few nights as I go through all this stuff and the same for you, I'm sure. As yes. Well. No question. Let's get, let's get back to the heat stuff. Let's get back to, instead of us, instead of a couple of heat beat writers crying about our voting. <laughs> I appreciated that venting session though from for me. It was good. I, it was I felt nice. it was productive. I feel yeah. cleansed. I feel nice. <laughs> I'm I'm actually my, my palms are up toward the ceiling and I feel very namaste. Is it namaste? I don't, I don't know. Namaste. Something like that. Yeah. Um who will the Heat end up playing? And as I say that the Heat have three games left as we're sitting here recording. 
Philly at home on Thursday, and then the Milwaukee-Detroit trip to end the season. We do not know. I don't. Th- there's no matchups that are locked up right now, right? Nothing's locked in anywhere. No. So we don't know who they're playing. Um, we know they're going to be four, five, or six. That's all we know. Um, who should they want to play, and who will they play? And on this, I'm going to let you go hmm. first. Um, I mean, it's crazy because they could technically like still face the Celtics in the first round right now. Like so much stuff is on the table. It's not going to happen, but it's not out of the, it's not out of the question. Uh, Celtics could still move up to five. That Chinese rocket that fell in the ocean last weekend would have to, <laughs> have to reemerge from the water and then fall on Phillips arena in Atlanta for the Boston Miami playoff. Match. I kind of want it to happen, but I, I think, I think the heat end up in six and I think they face Milwaukee in the first round. That's my prediction. Um, I kind of would like to see, and this is just like just out of a story standpoint of it being really interesting. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I want them to face Brooklyn. I didn't know what you were going to say. I, 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 I think Brooklyn, Miami would be really interesting just because, I mean, the Nets have, play, I mean, they're obviously very talented and they should steamroll through the East playoffs. Like just based on talent alone, those three have played seven games together. Give Spo a week to prepare for that. With the Heat knowing who they are, their identity, all that cliche stuff. But it's true. Like, they know what they need to do to win games. They know the formula. They've played together. They made a run in the playoffs last season. I would really like to see a Heat-Nets first-round matchup with the Nets still trying to find themselves and trying to work out the Kings and Spo having a week to prepare and throwing out Jimmy and Bam against that team. I think that would be fun. That would be That would be great fun. So... We did not go over this, but I have two different answers. Um, I think they will be five. Okay. I think they will play the Atlanta Hawks in the first round, which will be a deeply challenging series for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody probably knows that I go back with Kevin Herter pretty much to his birth. So, um, Personal series for you. Very it would personal. be a very, it would be a difficult, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a difficult series for me. Um, so there's that, but I think they will be five. I think they will play Atlanta. Um, I would like them to, if I got to pick the bracket, um, I would like them to get to four. And play now. This it, this won't happen because Atlanta's not going to lose. I don't think Atlanta Atlanta may not lose again. Um, although watch them lose tonight as we tape this, which will be yesterday by the time this comes out. Um, I want to see New York versus Miami in the first round, and I want, I really, really want Game Seven of a Knicks Heat series in Miami. Yeah. Because I think every generation needs to experience that once. That, that's for sure. Like, that would be a really fun matchup. Besides the Brooklyn-Milwaukee stuff, I, I think Heat-Knicks would be just awesome. And there, how many games would go, like, be like 94 to 88? It would actually resemble, like, 90s Heat-Knicks, like, with these two teams and the way they play. See, I think the, heat, I think the Herald should do, if it, if it is Knicks-Heat, and we'll know ahead of time because we'll have like a week to get ready because yeah. they're four or five, they would know the matchup before the play and stuff. I think that the Herald should get either Charles Trainer or the great Al Diaz and somehow get J- 
Jeffrey and Gundy and Alonzo Mourning together to reenact the, the, the photo. And that could be the cover of the Herald preview section for the series. That's, many, why, that's one of the many reasons why I want it. How many stories? I mean, there will be so much good content to come from that. Just a preview of previous stuff of that I'm, series. I'm requesting know. Riles now. Yeah, for right. I, how many people were to request Riley? There's no way Riles will talk to us during that series, but damn it, I want to talk to Pat every day during oh that series. God. Jeff Van Gundy, Pat, Zoe, Charles Oakley, like Childs, PJ Brown. I want to find a guy who ran a hot dog cart outside the garden and be like, yeah, those Miami guys, I knew they were bad. Um, so let's, I, I guess the last thing we probably should talk about, well, there's two more, real quick, real quick. Um, we have to keep this one tight. I think, um, Thursday night against Philly is the vice uniform finale. Um, what'd you think of the vice era time, time for it to end? I mean, yeah, I think everything has to end, uh, cliche, but true. You know, all good things have to come to an end. You don't want to kill it. Um, but it was wildly popular. Like, it's hard to argue against that. And, and there were some really, really nice jerseys to come out of it. I personally think Vice should be a consistent part of the Heat's rotation. Maybe not all of them, but maybe the white one, the black one, the, you know, the more basic ones, just make them one of, you know, a couple of the alternate jerseys that the Heat turn to every now and then, just because they are kind of part of the brand now. Like, you go to games and, Sometimes I see more vice uniforms than traditional heat uniforms these days. So nobody wears white at home anymore. So nobody wants the white jersey because, you know, you're never going to fit in at the arena because they're never going to wear them on the court. So I'm with you. I I think vice should become a permanent alternate. Does that make any sense? Like it should be like pick one and stick with it. Right. You know they're not going to listen to us. So what's your fa- which uh, one's your favorite one? I love the fuchsia. Really, that was my favorite. Yeah, the the like the third was that three point The sunset know. one, the sunset, right? I think it was called. That was that what it was called? That one I liked probably the most. I'm not a big fan of this year's. Um, the white wasn't vicey enough for me. So maybe the the blue or the sunset one, either one. The either black one. for me was just perfect. The Vice Knights. You know what? Miami Knight. Was that Miami Knights? Yeah, Vice Knights. It yeah, was perfect. You know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. That's Miami. That's that was Miami. that jersey is just perfection. Like I that jersey is fire. <laughs> I love that jersey. So yeah, I, I I would like to see the the black kind of stay in rotation, but yeah, you're right. They're not gonna listen to us. But I I I I don't think we've seen the last of it. I have a feel I'd be surprised if we don't see them wear it at some point. Um you know, at some point in the near future here, even though they're saying it's the end, I think they'll be back at some point. Um, So as we're recording, we have just gotten the word that Victor Oladipo's season is over. Um, Can't be a surprise at this point. Um, He's having surgery to repair a quad tendon in his right leg. Anthony, what does this mean for Victor Oladipo long-term? What does it mean for the Miami Heat long-term? Um, it's, like you said, not too surprising. Um, it's unfortunate for Victor Oladipo, first of all, um, just because 
He's, you know, A, you want him to be healthy. That's number one. But two, he's going to be a free agent this offseason. And, you know, there are already, were already questions about his health. Um, but to now have to have a second surgery on the quad tendon that he injured a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, that is not a good sign. You know, and, and I, we don't know what the timetable for the recovery is or what, but it's obviously going to hurt his free agency. You hate to see him get set back again. Um, it's just it's just unfortunate news all around, um, definitely. It's, um, like I said, it's not, it's not an unexpected end, but it is a sad end. What I've been told on if he did go the surgical route, you're looking at six months at minimum. That's November. That means this, it goes into next season. Hopefully that's not the case, but, um, you know, it's not because he's here, not because he played four games here, but I've, I've talked to Victor Oladipo a bunch of times over the years. Victor Oladipo is a good dude and wishing nothing but the best for him. Obviously we'll have much more on that in the days ahead. Um, it's unfortunate that that came in at the end of the pod, but um like both of us said, just not unexpected. And if there is a franchise that can get Victor Oladipo right, just ask Sean Livingston. Um, it's the Miami Heat. Yes. And I, I really think he, I bet my guess is that he will be part of their future plan somehow, some way. That's my guess. So, yeah. And, and again, you know, I know you just, you, your possible timetable um, and it, it could very well have to miss all of next season. We don't know, it but it's possible. It's yeah. definitely possible. Um, but, you know, this, the Heat went into this deal knowing they were taking a risk. You know, this was the risk. And, and that's why they really didn't have to give up too much for him. I know Kelly's playing really well, but Kelly was going to be a free agent too. And Avery really hadn't played much with the Heat. Kelly wasn't coming back. Yeah, Kelly wasn't coming back. Like, so this was a gamble. They took the gamble. And, you know, unfortunately for the Heat and Victor, it just, you know, it only lasted four games um, because the knee just, I guess, wasn't, wasn't right. Um, so definitely, you know, Definitely tough news um, to end this podcast. Why, you know, it probably should have led the podcast with this news, but just the timing should of have, things. We found out yeah. at the end. And then real quick, we got to get in. They're announcing the Hall of Fame class for 2021. The class that's going in Saturday night is technically last year's class. They're announcing this year's class on Sunday. Chris Bosch, Anthony Chang, Christopher Wesson Bosch. It's time. It's got to be, right? It, 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 it's he is going into the Hall of Fame. Why make him wait? I say do it now. I am very hopeful for Chris. I don't care that I'm saying I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. Um, like his chances, love his chances. Where, where are you at with this? He's a lock, right? I mean, it has to be. It has to be. He has to be a lock. I, I think you wrote this when he was uh, named a finalist, but 13 players in NBA history to average at least – 19.2 points and 8.5 rebounds, you know, with at least 11 all-star selections, the first 12 are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now the 13th has to go in. Like, this he's is, a Hall of Famer. And he was cut down in his prime. And that just, you know, hopefully Victor Oladipo is not. Hopefully Victor, hopefully we see Victor Oladipo again. Um, what Chris Bosch could have done with Goron, Heat fans got cheated out of something that could have been amazing. I don't even know how many fans really realize that even. Um, very hopeful for Chris this weekend. I am on my way to the Hall of Fame. 
this weekend for the enshrinement yes. ceremony. Um, can't wait for that. Can't wait to rush home on Monday and not cover a play-in game on Tuesday. I'm very excited about that. Um, Anthony, you want me to wrap it up or you want to wrap it up? It's your show. I just – Yeah, no, up. you started. I'll wrap it up. Um, but thank you, Tim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for filling in for David. This is the second time you've been you've done this well, when David's been away. Um, I don't want to get into David's personal life, but I think he shared it on the show. He's getting married. By what? the way, who, who's who what? who misses a podcast to get married? I mean, come on, David. David was at a Panthers game this week, and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and if social distancing allowed, I would have slapped him upside the head. Yes, David, he David, we love you. We're so happy for you, my man. Um we are so, so happy. And I hope you're not listening to this because you have better things to be doing right now. You're He's in two days for crying out loud. He has to edit this episode, so he'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, my computer dying halfway through it is only going to make his life better. Oh, that's my God. present, buddy. Oh, God. Um, all right. That's a good place to end it. Follow, at, follow Tim Reynolds at, at by Tim Reynolds. Follow me at Anthony underscore Chang on Twitter. Um, Tim's going to be in the Hall of Fame like, at the Hall of Fame, like he said. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Going to be he active. should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's going to be there covering it, so make sure to give him a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. And we'll both be kind of just following the last few days of the regular season to see where things end up. There's still a lot of things that need to be settled with four or five days left, so it should be an exciting uh, final week of, of, the, of the regular season. Until next week, talk to you guys later. Bye.